Welcome to the Swan Suite. Join us this month for laughter and empowerment as we discuss sisterhood. So grab a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. This episode was written and produced by the Talented 10 line of 2021. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first, the sixth, excuse me, episode of the Swan Suite podcast, where we discuss important topics with women in the arts. My name is Ayanna Fowler, also known as Beverly Todd, and I am a graduated Howard alum, and I used to be an acting major and English minor. Also sitting with us in the suite, we have my sisters from the Talented 10 line of 2021. If you both want to introduce yourself and give your Howard intro and your legacy name. Hello, everyone. I'm the co-host for the evening. My name is Monique Barnes, also known as Jada Pinkett Smith. And I am also a graduate of the illustrious Howard University. I was a TVM film major with a minor in theater arts. Hey, y'all. My name is Jasmine Janae Roberson, legacy name Lee Chamberlain. I am now a senior acting major, playwriting minor at the illustrious Howard University. And yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> this season, our theme is the six principles, which are creativity, sexuality, sisterhood, womanhood, unity, and discipline. And this is a special episode because it's our last episode and we are discussing sisterhood. And we have some sisters joining us from other lines. So if you both would like to introduce yourself and any of the audience members as well. I'll go. My name is Candace Fleming. My legacy name is Ethel Moses. <laughs> I am number seven on my line. I am just a ball of fire. And my line is the notorious 106 line, spring line of 2009. It's a lot more to that. Actually, I'm gonna give it to you. We are, we are the, 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 the Okay, I'm Brittany Bradshaw. I am number four on the Notorious 106 line of 2009. Um, my legacy name is Trixie Smith. Um, I am I don't know what I am on this line. Lots of things. It depends on what phase of life we're talking about. Uh, and the, the great thing about us being sisters for so long is that we've seen each other through so many phases of life that um, I don't know how we will probably use different words to describe our roles on the line, depending on what era we're talking about. So I guess we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> We will, you will, you're right. Now, if any of our other Diva sisters who are our lovely audience members for today would like to introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Nicole Powell. My line name is Lana Turner. I am also a number seven. Hey, Candace. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little under the weather, but I, so I'm not gonna be on camera. But I just wanted to pop in and support, especially to my mentee, Ayanna Fowler, a girl. So I just, I'm just going to be listening in. And um, yeah, that's about it. I'll bid to all of you, my sisters. Get well, Sumer. Yes, sending all our loves and prayers. Thank you very much. 
Hello, ladies. Pardon my appearance. I literally just walked in from the gym, but I did go in my fusion black, so it's fair. Um, <laughs> my name is Kemba Kazi. I am Vanessa Bell Calloway from the Chorus Line La Fontille, number one, um, 1995. And I just came to step in and support um, and be here if you need me. Welcome, sisters. All right, let's get down to the discussion yes yeah, so the nitty-gritty so uh this topic today for the sixth and final episode is sisterhood so i just want to ask first with the topic in mind of sisterhood how does this principle apply to you in this phase of your life sisterhood applied to me in this phase of my life that's the question correct well um let me just say this. Um, my line, they, they just, I, we are awesome, amazing women, but those six women on my line are the epitome of sisterhood. They define sisterhood. Um, it's definitely, we're able to share with each other. Um, we have a closeness like no other. And I'm able to go to them in any situation and share what is happening in life, know that I can fall into a million pieces and it will be okay. Um, sisterhood is a safe space. <laughs> we used to have a safe haven. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a safe space and they have definitely, we have definitely allowed each other to be safe. Uh, with no judgment. It's definitely non-judgmental. It's accepting of who each other are, uh, where we are, how we are, uh, flaws and all, all of our great and all of our not so great. Um, and, I, and I have that. We have that. And it's it's been there and it continues to grow deeper. Did I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> so sisterhood right now is those women being there okay. yeah I think it's um at this point it's like it's the bond and it's the support um we are in our mid-30s now all of us and we've seen each other through I mean we've known each other, most of us has known, have known each other for about like 15 years at this point. Um, yeah, we, we um, I, I got tired in 2006, um, most of us did. So we've known each other for that long. I met Maiba as a, as a freshman, we we're on the quad dance team together. Um, I was too. And, and Candace, yeah. I was quad dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, it's the, the bond and the support, um, as Candace said, it does not matter what's going on. We can always come to each other. It does not matter what you need. Um, of each other at any point in time, um, it does not matter what is going on my life really is just i want to share a story really fast about 
our mind, like something deep. I think it'll, it'll help you understand for sure. There is a time, actually it's been multiple times, a sister may have needed a fi some financial support. That message go out and she got whatever she need in five minutes. Like, <laughs> it's, it's no questions. It's no why you need it, when I'm gonna get it back, if I'm gonna get it back. It's like, I'm having a hard time and, and it don't matter the number. It'd be like, all right, we got to figure this out. If, if we got it, we'll give it. Period. Um, period. And that's not just like money. That's like, if I can come sit with you and cry on your couch, I'll come sit with you and cry on your couch. Um, and that's, um, as an adult, it is. Uh-oh, we lost you, Trixie. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was everyone else. <laughs> I was just going to hold the position. <laughs> you, all right, well, will she come back? <laughs> no. I want to speak and say that I'm realizing that as, a, as you all both speaking and talking with years and years into this sisterhood, and we're year one and yeah. one, that like, yeah, we're, we are, I mean, you're learning to be that support for your sister to lean on. And also you have to feel comfortable enough to lean on her as well. And, and you got to uphold her and look out for her. Like if she's looking for a job and she was helping you while you were looking for a job, you need to be anytime you see some opportunities, slide it her way. And anytime you know you can reach out and, and help her. Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Trixie is really good with that. Um, the resources, like we're currently in a situation um, right that now with referrals and trying to get, you know, that together and helping with job placement and things, but it's, and it's nothing, it is nothing to do it. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. Even to the point where let me help you with your resume. It's like, I got you <laughs> what you need. <laughs> okay. So I feel like y'all's definitely cultivated y'all's sisterhood over all these years. And so kind of going on to what my sister was saying about like being able to lean on that sister. I know that's something I have an issue with is just like learning to trust my sister. So I was wondering, were there any times or in what ways have y'all struggled with this principle either now or in the past or anything? We were a wreck when we started. <laughs> We really were. So our line was really interesting, right? Because um, we started with eight and we're not going to like be shady and name the person who didn't end up like completing the process. But basically we started with eight and there were like four sets of girls who were like really like, like best friends already. Right. So Candace and Jaleesa were best friends. Tiffany was best friends with the person who didn't end up completing the process. Lovely person. Love her. Um, Maiva and Arabo were really close and me and Ashley Judy were like besties, right? So we were like super fragmented when we started and it took, it, I would say it took like years. Like the foundation was laid when we were online, but even after we were done, it still could be like clicky and it took us, some of it is growing up. Um, I think it, it just took some time, but like um, I think learning to trust your sisters is also about like, um, assuming positive intent. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone on my line, and that's a thing that I, I struggled with when I was younger. There, we had a, a incident where I was like, 
they don't care about me. Then nobody show up for me, blah, blah, blah. And like, now I don't believe that, like, even if they cannot, I don't believe that it is because somebody is trying to slight me or they don't care about me or they don't, you know, like I'm the outcast of the line, which it can feel like sometimes, like it depends on what the climate is, right? The whatever. Um, so I assume positive intent. Um, and yeah, it just, it took time, but I think it's important to, um, to show up for like you yourself. All you can do is show up for your sisters. Um, and if we all show up, then we teach each other that we will show up for each other and we're able to like build trust. Now, if we're being flaky with each other, then it makes sense that we would struggle to lean on each other because I don't know what I'm going to get when I come to you. But at this point, I know exactly what I'm going to get. Um, like when I've had to bring tough news to the group, and this is relationship issues, deaths in our families, financial turmoil, like anything. It will be nothing but support. Nothing but support. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't for me. It wasn't as difficult, except for in the beginning. Um, I did have a sister who I bumped heads with a bit, but by the end, actually two, but by the end, oh, I bumped heads with number one and number six. <laughs> number one always wanted to wake me up super early and I was already dressed um okay and then i and don't know six. what oh ashley i don't know or what when tiffany ashley. was six no 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 ashley um but when my sister got sick mm -mm, none of that mattered anymore <laughs> uh, but even so after once we crossed and everything um for me everything was cultivated i knew who i was closest with but I still had a love and sisterhood for each and every one. Like anybody can come to me at any time and it's like, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, of course we had our, our people, but, and it just may have been because my heart was just always big. I, was just, I just wanted to love them. Very emotional. I just want to love them all the time. Like so many feelings. So many. <laughs> so many. Now I got the Heartbeat Award, award in my life. Heartbeat Award on my heart. I love them every day, all day, 365 days, 24 hours, 52 weeks, okay. 12 months. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so y'all talk a lot about your line. So how is your relationship in terms of sisterhood with the, with the whole society, with everyone? So I have some very close relationships there. So let me just say this. Um, my experience, and I'm, I'll, I'll speak on my experience, um, has been nothing but positivity. Um, there are the line before us had three girls from Detroit and I'm from Detroit. And just three weeks ago, we were all here in Detroit and they all live somewhere else. And we all got together at my house. So it's, you know, it's nothing. It's like, if you a sister, you a sister. That's the way I look at it. Um, and that's the way I feel the intention is for this organization. It's once you come in, this is a sisterhood. Um, it's just because I think we end up so close with our line because we spend time with them. We are, we are taught to love them. Um, we are conditioned to make them the closest people. But if we, we always have like, Kimba, 
That's a good time. Oh, <laughs> um, and there are other like going to LA during anniversary. It's you know you can mingle with who you want. I, my experience, I can always mingle with whoever I want to mingle with. I can talk to whoever I want to talk to. I can share whatever I want to share with. We are fortunate enough to actually be able to have relationships with our founders and not just like, that's a founder. Like, no, nah, hey, I can call you on the phone. How you doing? What's up? I'm about to send you this, shoot, this quick text. Like, you know, if you want to do that. So I, I can feel that. I've been able to receive that and give that. Mm. So that's my experience. I've had a different experience. Um, love my line, but um, well, okay. Well, I think one, our intake process was really high quality. Um, there was only one person back in the day who I was like, uh-uh, girl. <laughs> um, but sometimes it'd be like that. Like you meet somebody, you like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it um it's well, not for me. Not. yeah it's not for me it's not for me um but other than that so i we actually had like a kind of blowing up on my line back in the day this had to be like senior year we we probably had like just crossed a couple months before that yeah um and i was like at the center of it and i was really mad at everybody else it was really it was very petty we were all going somewhere okay um, we all needed to be somewhere. And um, I had to take the bus because I didn't have a car, but other people on my line had cars and they were already there. And I was sitting at a bus station in the rain waiting for a bus that just would not come. And they were like 10 minutes away with cars and no one would come get me. And I took it very personally. Now, the thing that we were going to was like, once you're in, it was kind of a, like everybody needed to stay in. Uh, and be present for the thing. But I also, took. I was like, I'm sitting in the cold and in the rain, like someone come get me. And no one came to get me. Um, and I think I eventually ended up just like getting, the bus that would take me back home came back first. And I ended up just like going home. Um, and so I took that really personally and I was like mad at everyone who was there that did and like wouldn't come and get me. And it wasn't unreasonable. But I'm pretty sure what sent it over the edge was that I tweeted about it. <laughs> now, I didn't put anybody's name out there, but I was like, sisterhood of steak or something like that, right? Whatever it was, right? How do I not remember this? Um, I think you were gone. I think you had graduated already. Oh, okay. Like the next fall. So you weren't part of the fake sisterhood. That's why. Mm -mm. <laughs> I told y'all my experience a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Because I would oh. drive, I would drive to her house today, okay? I've done yes. it. <laughs> yes. So nobody came to get me. In hindsight, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I also can see how I took it personally and how it was upsetting. Um, and didn't I just didn't feel like supported in that moment. Um, that like spawned, so people started talking about it. Older divas caught wind of it. Harriet like had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. It was a thing. <laughs> I saw her a couple weeks ago I brought it up and I said you know she said Mar I didn't know if you were coming back I said I didn't either I didn't either and some of it is growing up we have to grow up um and it was I didn't handle everything in all the right ways and the other people involved didn't handle it in all the right ways um but we came back from it 
Um, now my experience is interesting because I'm also, I have a board position now. And so I get to interact with a lot of divas. And in general, I love that. I love, love, love getting to meet divas whose names I've known for years and whose faces I've never seen in person. However, people do have their complaints because we're still working out the kinks of like how we're going to run and all of that. And it'll be growing plans for a while. And sometimes those complaints are directed at me. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> leave me alone, girl. But that's part of, you know, it's part for the course. So um, I, I think, honestly, like, it's a lovely organization. I'm so proud to be a part. Um, I think there's just nothing but lovely, lovely women who are a part of this sisterhood. And sometimes we don't understand each other, and that can lead to things not feeling as lovely in some moments. But I, I, I love it here. I mean, I really do. Love it here. I love you. I love you. My heart. It can't take it. I will cry. I've cried so many times this week, y'all. So, you know, girl, Mercury girl. It is that Mercury. Okay. All right. For question number two, actually, I feel that like was we question number one. <laughs> well, no, we had a couple follow-up. About three. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's at least three. Around three or four but I feel like this is something that we already kind of uh talked on before is just the struggles of sisterhood and I appreciate that you you shared your story Trixie that you shared that you didn't have this perfect sisterhood the whole time because it's not going to be a perfect sisterhood we are women we are going to butt heads we are artists so we all have our opinions and our own creative takes on things so we're all going to be on different uh avenues sometimes so for the next question, I'm going to ask, ah, do you have any advice for a fellow artist when it comes to this principle? So when it comes to sisterhood, do you have any advice for any fellow artists out there? You know, I do. Um, and it, it has a lot to do with social psychology to me. And what I mean by that is understanding where a person is coming from their background, why they respond to things the way that they do, that their intention is more times than not, not a bad thing. They're not intentionally doing something to hurt you. Like, I don't think anybody who's going through this process is going to say, I'm about to get on here to hurt people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to make sure my comments, I don't want them to feel good. <laughs> when I do something, I want them to be hurt by it. Like, but naturally people don't think of all the same things. Somebody is not gonna respond to a situation the same way that you will respond. You can't expect people to respond the way that you would want, that you would respond. So it, I would say take time um, to get to know who that person is. Learn about how they grew up, learn about the struggles, learn about the ways they've, they've been hurt because that's gonna in turn tell why they're, you'll find out what their defense is, why they defend themselves the way they do, why they deflect so much or, uh, you know, just whatever that is. And once you learn that person and accept them for who they are and not the expectation that you want of them or the vision that you expect of a sisterhood, uh, it, it's a lot easier to, to be accepted. Non-judgmental, 
and I know these are this is a difficult thing sometimes because if let's say I'm gonna be real extreme, but let's say you both are raising kids and you choose not to give whoopings and your your sister decides to give whoopings, like that's them. You may not do it, but it doesn't mean to judge them or to to um, berate them because that's their choice. If I mean, you can always give some information on the psychology of what happened to kids as they get beat. You can, but you know they could have a a defense on their end too about the ride of a kid and you know something like that. I'm not quoting anything. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let's not get into the theology, sis. Let's take you over just, there. But accept people where they are. Accept them where they are. Thank you. Um, I see it more as like, so, I, okay, the question is about advice. Mm-hmm. I think um, I would advise us all to look at our relationships, especially with other like black women um, as a, um, how can I help? Um, I firmly believe like, and we all we got and I'll do anything to help any black woman that I care about. Candace and I have spent hours working on her resume I will continue to stalk anyone that I need to stalk to get like Candace's resume passed along, whatever it is that she needs. Um, my child's wardrobe was mostly clothes that Candace drove from Detroit. I did not shop for my baby. She's still wearing Kamari's clothes and Taliba and Tommy's clothes from Maiba. Like I have bought like three things. Like I don't even need clothes. They were all like, oh yeah, I got baby clothes. Yeah, let me just drop off this bin at your house. Like they, I mean, we we show up for each other, but I think learning that principle in Diva, like as early as we did, has translated to other areas of my life. So I find like at work, I I tend to like flock towards other black women and we care for one another. Um, I have a friend who just started like a, she's an, a black woman. She started a, um, a like women's wellness practice um, in DC because, you know, women and women of color specifically get crap care in like hospitals and stuff. And she wants to make sure that we have a quality experience. She's been like an OBGYN nurse for like years or whatever. And she's doing something really radical. And I'm like literally holding meetings at work with team members trying to figure out how to build a program around what she does so I can get her paid as a speaker. Because we all we got I'm like sending people messages like, we get a wellness stipend at work. Would you consider booking with my friend? She provides this service, blah, 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 blah. Like, because we really are, we all we got. We really have to show up for each other. And it sometimes it takes effort. We have to do it. We have to do it. Like, how else How else do we like, you know, move along? We we have to show up for, for each other. And even, even when that takes some effort or, we got to stay up a little late to edit a resume or knock down some doors. Honey, I'll break a window, baby. <laughs> Brittany Bradshaw will break it. Enter, baby. She will. <laughs> we coming in there. We coming in there. Y'all can, y'all can really preserve your property by just opening up the door, but I'm telling you, girl, <laughs> we're coming in there. We're coming in. 
So I think this is a great time to ask because just hearing that phenomenal advice, by the way. So if you had to put together a definition, if you will, string together a couple words for us, how would you define a sister? And I just, you said just sprinkle some words. Yeah, just strings a couple words together for us. A sentence. A loyal, compassionate, I, I don't know what I'm doing, y'all. I don't, okay. A loyal, compassionate, non-judgmental woman who strives to help you be better. Period. <laughs> And for those of y'all listening, she was typing it out on the computer. I hope you see it. It was a typewriter even. There you go. I just brought my keyboard up. You brought it up? You did? I brought it up. Phantom <laughs> keyboard, that's all. <laughs> I would add to that and say a woman who has your best interest at heart and consistently acts on that. I think we get very caught up in like, you know, Oh, I, I care about you, girl. What are we doing? The Bible says faith without works is dead. It's giving dead. It's giving what skull emoji. It's giving skull. Okay. Okay. But what I think is really important, like our intention has to be there, but we also have to, we got to step up for, for one another. That's that's really, we all we got, man. You know, um, one of the things too is when you when you do it consistently, it doesn't become work. It becomes habit. It becomes easy. So I think to put in that hard work in the beginning, <laughs> it definitely pays out. Because like I said, this this sisterhood just run deep. Okay. And it does. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of circling back to advice a little bit, but this one's asking for from someone else. So from the mouth of a diva, what was some of the best advice you've gotten or is saying you've heard from a diva sister? Number seven, you need to listen. You, you listen to talk, not to listen. You gotta listen. Um, it's important that I, I, it didn't, before she hit it to me that hard, it didn't make sense. I didn't know that's what I was doing. Um, so I think one of, one of the, one of the best advice I got was to, to listen, to understand and not to speak. And I know that's, that, that's through life. That's not just here. That's everywhere. That's a lesson that I needed when I got it. And I've, I've made content, content countless efforts to do so, made a conscious decision to do so. Yeah, it's conscious. Yeah, that, that's why I just squawked right in my ear. Because mm. <laughs> I'll be having my plan for what I'm about to say next. I okay. missed everything that's said. <laughs> I read my script. Did you read the script that I prepared for you in my head? Okay. <laughs> that was uh, really good. That was some really good advice that I got now. Mm. We have a heavy thinking face over here. Okay. You know what? Because I really was like, I don't even remember what they were yelling at me. 
But now I do. And it's funny because I just talked about it in my therapy appointment earlier today. Um, the, the How it is manifested. But they used to tell me it don't matter if you know it, if your sisters don't know it. Don't matter if you got it, if everybody else ain't got it. So I was good for memorizing some stuff. You remember, like I knew those lines, baby. But it don't matter if I know it and everybody else don't know it. Um, and I struggled with like, continue to struggle with comparison, which is the thief of joy, amen. Um, but comparing myself to others and needing to feel like I'm better than someone. And that's me being real transparent because people don't like to talk about stuff like that because it makes us sound like bad people. But we're, child, we're doing it. We're doing it in our, in our brains because we don't, we, we say we're not, we are. Some of us are. So I, um, I think it was partially that. And um, yeah, it's not, uh, it is not my most dazzling quality to this day. Um, but it is, I'm being honest. Um, I do think that uh, calling my attention to that helped me to become less self-oriented um, because then it became about everyone. And like, I think that's how I got to the, like, how can I be helpful? Because if I know it and you don't know it, then it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. If I got it and you don't got it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and then, you know, as life progressed, there was sometimes that they had it and I had, somebody else had it and I didn't have it. And, and there they were like pulling me along. And that's what, that's what the energy has to be. But, um, coming in, I just was, I don't think I've ever been like a selfish person, but I definitely was more self-oriented. I wanted to do the right thing. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to get fussed at. Like, I just wanted a smooth day and a smooth night all the time. And it's not going to be like that. And it's not, everything can't ride on me, right? You know, you get really mad if you got your stuff together and then you get in trouble because somebody else did something. But that's, that's, that's how it is. It, it, everything wasn't about me. So that's that. And there it is. Okay, for our final question of the night. So what is your legacy and how are you working toward it? <clears throat> I love pencil silence. I love it. Um, my legacy as a person. As a person, as an artist, as well, okay, let's say this. What is your legacy if you had to incorporate all six of the principles of Diva into who you are? What is your legacy in that way? Hmm. Well, I'm pretty creative. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna do my best to answer the question that was asked, but it might be a better answer for me to answer it in the way I interpreted okay. interpreted it. Um, my legacy is in my purpose. Okay. And I'm I'm coming full circle with my purpose. Everything that I've done, everything that I've achieved, every bit of knowledge that I've gained is, I can see it filtering into my purpose. My purpose of inspiring, my purpose of mentoring, 
um, putting on events for women. Um, like my acting comes into my speaking. I can speak well because I'm not afraid. I don't have that fear of talking to people. I can, and if I did, I'll just perform it. Um, I bring a different level of creativity to things with people who are putting events together, like my um, conference incorporated acting, poetry, dancing, and singing, um, which was, it stuck to the theme, but it was a really nice incorporation in the flow of how it was going or um, how that degree mixed with my accounting degree it, it helps me with my business. And it's like, as individual pieces, it's not, you can't really see what that legacy is. You just look at, I did this, I did that, I did this. Um, but I can bring them together and kind of start braiding. I started braid. Um, and I can incorporate my story, my, my testimonies with who I am. Um, the principles, and the, I, I, I struggle with discipline in certain areas. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I need, yeah. Um, but it's okay because I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm a work in progress all the time. Uh, but what is discipline? I remember just sitting there holding that rope or that scarf. What was we holding? D I S C I L I E. Eva Marie White. Listen, but that is, that's something to bring through. Like, where is it? What do I need to do? And discipline really, um, discipline is habit. And working on those skills. Um, sexuality, it is, oh, it's, it's really big right now for me. Because as I look at my body, it's different than it was in college. It's different. I've had a whole child um, and I wanted that snap back. I didn't get it. That was disrespectful. Um, I didn't understand. Like, what is this thing sitting in the middle of my torso? Why does that look like that? <laughs> then I want to look back at some of the old pictures and I'm like, she was fine. Like her stomach was flat. But realizing that sexuality is in who I am today. It's in you know, the way, I mean, the poem, the, the you know, the poem is the way she walked, the curve, yeah. all of that phenomenal woman. Um, but I, I mean, I'll go into the mirror naked just to look at me, every part of me, the way I sit, hang, the way I lift, all of it. I hold my arms up, side. I mean, I'm a, I'm a touch me. And I mean that in the most central, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to stop talking on it. <laughs> but it's loving me for who I am, where I am. Because 10 years from now, I'm going to look and I'm going to, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different in whatever different, whatever way that is. But I can appreciate my thicker days and be like, girl, look at that thick. You know, or maybe because I do have um, a medical condition, ulcerative colitis. So if I have a flare and I'm really, I can be small, really, really small. So be appreciating where I am today in my body, how it is. So sexuality hit, sexuality hit, saying, look at me. 
I feel I feel really good about me. And it's it's all of these That's principles amazing. that I put in me, my legacy, and you can't tell me nothing. Everybody got an opinion. But mine about me is what's important. And I love me. Period. Exclamation mark. I love to hear that. Um I'm on a, I'm early in my journey. My baby is seven months old and I'm going through a divorce right now. And I feel, I don't always feel the best about myself. And um, I'm doing a lot of work to make sure that I feel the best I can about myself every day um, to remind myself of all of my amazing qualities and to um, learn acceptance of how my body now looks and what I created and what my life will look like moving forward. And I'm very proud of myself, but some moments are hard. You have to learn how to redress your body. Like, honey, I was famous for a crop top, baby, legendary for a crop top. It's over for me right now, right now, right now. That's not the look that would, that's not our best look right now. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, my legacy. The, the question also really like brought tears to my eyes because um, there's, there's something about having a child and legacy that really does something to you. So that's, that's the first thing. But um, as I say, I've lived many lives and um, I think my legacy will be um, Courage and confidence. Um, I've had several careers and um, I will hopefully be embarking on another soon. Um, as I said, I have, a, I have a tiny baby. I'm getting divorced. All the bills are now on me. I work at a big four consulting firm. I have a lot of financial responsibility. Um, my child is not sleeping when she's supposed to sleep. My girl is waking up a million times a night. She won't get off the boob. It's a lot going on over here. And yet I have finished a writing sample that I submitted this week because I want to be a writer, right? And like, I feel immensely proud of myself for prioritizing something that fills me up that I feel like I'm meant to do over having a six-figure job and knowing if I sit right here I can take care of myself I can you know what I mean because fear can paralyze you and people will call you crazy if you decide you want to do something else because most people would look at my I own my home I have a nice where I got like check the box okay right so I have the stuff and that's fine but this is not, this is not going to be my life forever. I just know it's not, it's not, it's not what's meant for me. It's good for now. And it's preparing me for the next thing. And that's what I accept it as. But, um, I'm proud of myself for not being paralyzed by fear. I'll say that, um, or paralyzed by hurt or paralyzed by shame. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to go with my legacy as confidence and courage. Um, I, I believe in myself more than I believe in anything else. 
I believe in myself. If there's something I want to do, I can do it because the data shows. Beating down your block, baby. And I have busted windows open for, for some stuff I only kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. So something that's really in my soul, honey, as Yvette Marie, why was that? Who gonna, it's not um, who gonna let me in, who, who gonna keep me out? Who gonna keep me out? And that's the legacy. Who gonna keep me out is the legacy, okay? It ain't who gonna let me in, so who, who gonna keep me out? That's it. That's it. That's it. And you can try if you want to, but it ain't gonna happen. We broken windows. Okay. <laughs> I would go around the whole building and bust them all out. No, if it were a misdemeanor, a little misdemeanor situation. What's an ankle bracelet to the girls? Yeah, a fuchsia slip on cover for the ankle. Of Accessorize it. But that's we're, and we're going outside. We need to be home by eight, but we're outside in the daytime, okay? Okay. <laughs> and that's the attitude that she always brings. <laughs> all the time and no you don't the thing is i want to say this you got to know your sisters because it's that type of high functioning that she does that is you can't see everything all the time you like because that's that's that image that's always portrayed i mean and it's it's, it's a lot real but <laughs> But y'all don't, you know, people don't know the tears. People don't know I'm the, the heartache. Who has it together? I'm like she, that woman. Like, and it never looks like I don't, baby. All the time. <laughs> and when she speaks, it's so powerful. It, it always comes out powerful. So I want to say, too, in your sisterhood, allow your sister to break into a million little pieces. Allow her to do that. Because it's not every, she don't get that time all the time. You might be the only one she gets to break to. So allow her that and let her know it's safe and it's okay. Because we have to, we have to be that soft landing. I love you, sis. I love you too. I love all y'all though. Honestly. <laughs> period. End it then. Cut the tapes. <laughs> That's it. Period. You guys. Literally. Ladies and gentlemen, sisterhood. That is sisterhood. So, on a semi-serious note, but thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all so much for coming and being our guest, imparting all the wisdom, the stories, the the just everything, every single piece of yourself that you shared with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our audience sisters as well for being yeah. here. Love y'all. Thank y'all for doing this. This is really special. Thank yes, you. thank you. Thank you for having. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. I feel so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. This really was, okay, our producer, Miss Lee Chamberlain, said this was a perfect way to end the season. And it really, really, really is. So listeners, thank you so much for stopping by the Swan Suite. And I would say we'll see you next time, but this is the last episode, so catch us when you catch us.
This is Monique, a.k.a. Jada Pinkett Smith, from the Talented 10 line of 2021. Thank you so much for listening to The Swan Suite. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook at H-U-Diva Inc. That's H-U-D-I-V-A-I-N-C. Also, if you're more of a visual person, subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch this episode of The Swan Suite. Ta-ta for now.